we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors, come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. If you are a member of the outdoors industry or if you enjoy uh, hunting and fishing and backpacking and canoeing and outdoors as a lifestyle, you know that it's showtime. <laughs> this time of year, we're coming off of the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo, and uh, this weekend it's the Sheep Show, Wild Sheep Foundation Show in Reno, Nevada, and it's one show right after the other for the next couple of months. It's a time of reunion and catching up with old friends and making new friends. And I made a new friend at the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo. His name is Taddeus Chifamba, and he is the ambassador to the Embassy of Zimbabwe in Washington, D.C. Now, this West Texas redneck and this honorable ambassador from Zimbabwe, we're thousands and thousands of miles apart by birth but knitted together at the heart when it comes to conservation, wildlife, and just getting along with one another. We had a great conversation. I'm going to share that with you on the show today. Front Door to the Camp House is brought to you by Forta Flora. I say it all the time. If you own a dog, you really need to have Forta Flora in the fridge. All of our dogs suffer from GI upset from time to time. Maybe they get into the trash and eat something that they shouldn't. Changes in water or routine can all bring on GI upset, and Fortiflora fixes that. Learn more about Fortiflora when you talk to your veterinarian, and you can order it online. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. Up in New Jersey, they've got a big outdoor show this weekend. It's the annual Garden State Outdoor Sports Show. Runs through tomorrow, January 15th. At the New Jersey Convention and Expo Center in Edison, New Jersey, in addition to the Garden State Deer Classic, there'll be seminars, demonstrations. You can book a fishing trip, a hunting trip, check out the latest gear, get in out of the cold, <laughs> and enjoy yourself. Today and tomorrow at the Garden State Outdoor Sports Show, Edison, New Jersey. Coming up on February 4th, just a couple of weeks away, you can learn how you can join the Nebraska Game and Parks team during a career fair that they're having at the Eugene T. Mahoney State Park near Ashland. 10 a.m. until 2 p.m., agency reps will be at the Peter Kiewit Lodge talking about full and part-time job openings at locations across the state of Nebraska. February 22 through the 25th in Nashville, Tennessee, it's the 2023 SCI Convention. Safari Club International gets together and throws one heck of a party. More than 30 seminars led by industry pros, whether you're a hunter, angler, general outdoorsman, there'll be something there for you. And Nashville's always fun. February 22 through 25. This one is on down the road. It's not until September, but... Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall wanted me to let you know so you could put it on the calendar. September 22, 23, and 24. It is the 2023 Crappie Expo this time around, Birmingham, Alabama. Hey, I got a cool note the other day from Shauna Graves at the Borderlands Research Institute way out in West Texas, out around Alpine. She said that they have a comprehensive multi-year study on black bears underway out their way. The study will follow 
30 bears initially that are collared over a period of two to five years. From different locations around Big Bend National Park, north to the Davis Mountains, and east to the Devil's River Corridor. West Texas has seen an uptick in bear populations with residents reporting increased sightings, bears rummaging through dumpsters, and otherwise seeking out human sources of food. Once upon a time, and you might not know this, black bears were found throughout West Texas, but their numbers dwindled during the mid to latter half of the 20th century. Bears began returning to Big Bend National Park in the 1980s, and their population has rebounded as black bears from northern Mexico have expanded their territory into Texas. Interesting info from the Borderlands Research Institute in Alpine, Texas. We'll have to get Shauna on the show to talk to her more about this as this research goes on. 2022 was another strong year for gun sales. According to a recent survey by Stephen Gutowski at The Reload, the National Shooting Sports Foundation reported that 2022 saw 16.4 million queries run through the National Institute Criminal Background Check System, NICS, that were related to firearms. While the National Shooting Sports Foundation has not yet done a complete analysis of 2022 data, where it removes NICS checks that were likely not related to actual firearm sales, it is possible that the final tally will exceed 15 million gun sales for the year. These NICS background check numbers don't necessarily represent firearm sales exclusively or correlate exactly to the number of firearms sold, but they are a pretty good indicator of sales trends and, by implication, the growth of the gun-owning community. While sales may no longer be breaking records, interest in firearms remains high, and this should be a solid indication that Americans in general remain committed to their rights protected under the Second Amendment. Calming care is not a drug. It gently and naturally, over time, settles the overbarker, the overjumper, the overactive dog. Learn more about calming care if that's your dog. Ambassador Tadius Chifamba, Zimbabwe. He joins me next. Good morning. This is Texas photographer Russell Graves. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Say cheese. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The herdware store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. 
I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Tech rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority. Come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com Hailing redfish on the fly rod, fresh walleye in a skillet, big tom turkeys running to your call, a massive 6x6 within 30 yards, and a new personal best in the bass boat. That's life at our camp at Kender Outdoors. Fortiflora, it is America's number one canine probiotic, and they bring us to this corner of the camp house at Kender Outdoors. You know, when we're at our home, away from home, the vineyards, campground, and cabins on beautiful Lake Grapevine, Texas, we keep a ready supply of Fortiflora with us. That's because there's lots of dog owners that travel in their RVs with their dogs or enjoy the campground and cabins at the vineyards. And every single one of us that owns a dog can benefit from Fortiflora. All of our dogs suffer from GI upset from time to time, and Fortiflora fixes that. 
order it from Chewy.com. They'll deliver it right there to the RV park or the kennel, wherever you want it. Forta Flora. It was my good fortune at the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo last weekend to have a little time with Ambassador Tadius Chifamba with the Embassy of Zimbabwe. What a fascinating man. I could have spent the entire day with him, and I look forward to visiting his homeland. I want to share that conversation with you. What he has to say is very important and enlightening. Ambassador Tadius Chifamba, uh, ambassador to the Embassy of Zimbabwe. I'm honored. Thank you. My pleasure. I really uh, have been looking forward to spending a little time with you and talking about your wonderful uh, country. And for folks, most most people that we're talking to have never been to Zimbabwe, never will. Uh, but it's important that they know why we have a great relationship. Uh, North Americans have a great hunting and travel relationship with Zimbabwe. And that's the message I want to share today. And I can think of no one better to tell that story. <laughs> no, thanks a lot, Billy. Um, in fact, Zimbabwe is amongst the leaders in sustainable wildlife conservation as well as in consumptive use of uh, wildlife uh, products. Uh, you may be aware that we have uh, the second largest elephant population in the world. Botswana is the first and we come second. Uh, our cat, cat uh, species like lions, uh, leopards, cheetahs, etc. They are stable and uh, the numbers are increasing. Our greatest asset is obviously our people. I mean, for all those who have been to Zimbabwe, uh, you'd know that Zimbabweans are very warm, welcoming, peace-loving, and highly industrious, in addition to be amongst the leaders in literacy or education on the African continent. Beautiful flora and fauna. You may also recall or be aware of the uh, Victoria Falls, which is uh, one of the wonders of the world, seven wonders of the world. So Zimbabwe has a lot of, uh, a lot of things to offer. And we are very proud that uh, America is one of the biggest source markets for our hunters, those who come on uh, hunting safaris. Many years ago, a dear friend of mine, a trusted friend, said, Billy, never go to Zimbabwe because it, it, it's an addiction. Once you go, it won't be your last trip. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, it is an addiction because the product that we offer uh, is still very much in its pristine uh, territory. Yeah. Uh, unlike in other settings where game parks are literally like zoos, uh, in Zimbabwe you would have to uh, enjoy the wildlife in the wild setting. Yes. It's a beautiful place, a wonderful place, and it's a lot like it was, as, as you were describing, when our first uh, literary giants went over there and wrote about Zimbabwe. It's, it's relatively unchanged in many, many areas, and just a fabulous place to go. It's important that we do go to Zimbabwe, that we go see with our eyes, whether we hunt with a camera or a rifle. Yes, it is important. I mean, we offer both a photographic safari as well as a hunting safari. These are directed by professional guides, you know, and our conservation is based on a, a scientific approach. Um, we always want to ensure that the wildlife is not only healthy, but we care about their long-term sustainability and uh, also that the breeding patterns are closely monitored. Uh, we try as much as possible to avoid inbreeding, you know, continuously. 
So, 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 yeah, and working together with other countries within SADC, we have a very robust uh, wildlife, uh, sustainable wildlife uh, conservation policy and approaches. Currently, we are developing uh, trans-frontier parks uh, where we cooperate with countries uh, in the neighborhood, like we have the Kavango Trans-Frontier Park, which uh, includes Zimbabwe, Zambia, Botswana, Namibia. And uh, we are creating corridors which allow uh, large species, especially elephants, you know, to move in those corridors as a strategy to decongest our protected uh, wildlife areas. Zimbabwe has a carrying capacity of between uh, 40 and uh, max 55,000 uh, elephants, mm -hmm. but we are sitting on a population which is close to 100,000. Wow. So you can imagine, I mean, these are big uh, animals which literally eat everything in their path. Yeah. And if we don't manage the populations, it will have a negative impact on the habitats. So we'll experience biodiversity loss, which will also increasingly lead to species loss. But much more importantly, it will lead to human-wildlife conflict because the wildlife will now end up coming to uh, graze on, uh, on farms, you know, which uh, people are growing their, their crops. And obviously that will lead to uh, a nasty situation. We do lose quite a number of people in, in some instances more than 70 people can, uh, are killed by wildlife per annum. And this is something that we need to, to see how we can manage. I get very, very surprised that uh, people in the West generally, uh, and also that includes here in America, get concerned if one lion uh, is killed or is hunted. But they, have remain, they remain very quiet when we talk about 70 human beings losing their lives to wildlife. I think something should move in that debate. It doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't make sense at all. I don't understand it. I want folks listening to understand that as we talk about harvesting these elephants, harvesting these animals, controlling these numbers, everything is science-based. Very smart individuals study this, know these numbers, and, and make recommendations, hunting recommendations. Yes, indeed. It's, it's extremely science-based. The animals that are normally hunted are those that uh, are now old, are also problematic animals, and these are normally what is uh, given up in the hunting quarters. Uh, so it's a way of controlling not only population growth, but also trying to limit potential conflict between wildlife and, uh, uh, and human beings. Mm -hmm. So, yes, our quarter system is very conservative. And as I said, it is very science-based. Uh, we make sure that um, uh, any hunt is monitored, mm -hmm. you know, and it is facilitated by professionals. Mm -hmm. And we also take a very ethical approach. We know that uh, here and there, uh, there are some people who conduct uh, hunts which are not good, which do not adhere to the ethical standards. Right. But like uh, this morning, I was talking to the Professional Hunters and Guides Association, of Zimbabwe, and they were assuring me that uh, they have developed a code of ethics. In other words, these are hunters uh, or uh, safari uh, operators who are advancing in terms of self-regulation, basing everything on science, on ethics, and on sustainability.
poaching is a major issue in not only Zimbabwe, but across much of Africa. We'll talk to Ambassador Chifamba about that when we come back from the coffee pot. Thank you for listening to Kinder Outdoors, wherever you are and however you hear us, podcast, broadcast, satellite, AM, FM, otherwise. Thank you. We greatly appreciate you spending some time with us by our campfire. And we want to see what you're up to. Send us a picture for the bragging board at kinderoutdoors.com. Real easy to upload from your cell phone, laptop, iPad. Let's go grab a cup of coffee. This is professional hunter Ivan Carter with Kinder Outdoors. Can you imagine 20-plus sailfish in a single day? Welcome to Costa Rica's rich fishing history. The marlin catch is as good as any spot on earth. Blue marlin, sailfish, mahi, and tuna. From the moment your feet touch down in beautiful Costa Rica, you'll discover a new love in your life. The landscape, the people, the food, the salty air and year-round fishable temperatures and calm waters. At Carib Sea Sport Fishing, we're prepared for your group with a fleet of some of the most successful vessels in this sport fishing area. Call your buddies or make it a couple's trip to Costa Rica. Enjoy world-class Caribbean sport fishing, endless shopping, beaches, spectacular wildlife. Discover the landscape by horseback. Carib Sea Sport Fishing offers a variety of trips, offshore, inshore, overnight, half-day, full-day, every day. Come see us now at catchafishincostarica.com. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. 
At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled. But we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids. And in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, contact me. Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged in the battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore, men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. coming when we heard your truck rattle across that old cattle guard. Welcome to our camp at Kender Outdoors. You know, there's still plenty of cool weather left for you to go have a great bird hunt at this Orvis and Beretta-endorsed Federal Select Outfitter, Shooting Sportsman-endorsed, Kinder Outdoors-endorsed Lodge in the beautiful Texas Hill Country, Joshua Creek Ranch. Plenty of time for you to get a bird hunt before summer rolls around. But don't forget about Joshua Creek Ranch when summer rolls around. Great place for a family getaway. Joshua Creek runs right through the middle of the place, bordered by the Guadalupe River, minutes from all of the San Antonio attractions. Wonderful place. Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. K-I-N-D-E-R. You know, with an opportunity to sit down with the ambassador of Zimbabwe, Ambassador Taddeus Chifamba, one major topic that we just had to discuss is poaching. Poaching not only simply angers us because of what it is, but it's beyond the unlawful killing of an animal. It's stealing from the people of Zimbabwe or wherever poaching takes place. It's taking food out of the mouths of families in Zimbabwe. It's stealing the money that improves the villages and life in Zimbabwe. Tell me about poaching in Zimbabwe. Is it a major issue there? Well, poaching is uh, presents a challenge. Um, but uh, we are working together with uh, many 
partners in terms of trying to to uh, fight uh, poachers. The greatest achievement for us, I think, is community involvement, mm -hmm. because uh, we have communities who are actually also managing uh, wildlife conservation areas, uh, and to the extent that they derive commercial benefits from wildlife management, I think poaching can be regulated, can be yeah. put under control. Yeah. But uh, if they cannot realize any pot uh, commercial use uh, or benefit from uh, wildlife uh, management, then I think we'll lose the war against poaching. Hmm. Wow. That's very dangerous, yeah. very serious, very dangerous. Yeah. So we shouldn't allow that to happen. Yeah. And we really do appreciate the support that we get uh, from the U.S. government through USID. Uh, they have been supporting, like we have a transfrontier uh, conservation area with, uh, we call it the Greater Limpopo, transfrontier conservation area where Zimbabwe, South Africa and Mozambique have opened up, again, joint uh, spaces for sustainable wildlife conservation. Mm -hmm. And USID has really uh, come to the assistance uh, on uh, anti-poaching. Uh, but we need a lot more support, yep. you know, because... Um, when we are talking about the logistics uh, to ensure that our rangers can be in a position to monitor uh, activities within protected areas, they definitely need things like vehicles, uh, even air support, mm -hmm. uh, helicopters that can help us uh, to monitor and track uh, wildlife species, even to conduct uh, sensors uh, that would help. So, so we really look forward to, to continued support. Uh, we also have pa partners like uh, Dallas Safari Club, as well as Safari Club International, uh, which are also partnering with our national parks, as well as the other uh, professional guides and uh, hunters, you know, to see how we can invest a lot more into research and development. Because, as I said, we pursue a science-based approach. So we invest a lot into research about wildlife species, in order to ensure their long-term sustainability. Ambassador uh, Chifamba, I want you to uh, describe for me a sunset in Zimbabwe. What's that like? <laughs> Very difficult to describe. It depends exactly where you are. If you are somewhere, perhaps um, sipping your favorite beverage, you know, and uh, near a water body like uh, Lake Kariba, uh, you will really enjoy to see how the sun, and over a few minutes, literally, uh, turns in color, uh, and also how it transforms the sky, uh, as well as the scenery over water. It's amazing. If you are in a game park, you know, overlooking acacia trees, etc., it's just amazing to see how the sun sets in Zimbabwe, and perhaps also with silhouettes of beautiful birds like fish eagles, or any other bird species. So it's difficult for me to describe it. Just come to Zimbabwe. You did a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> One of our beers, local beers, is called uh, Zambezi. And uh, if you happen to be touring either the Kariba or the Victoria Falls, uh, upon which uh, uh, you'll find, uh, uh, obviously, this big uh, river called the Zambezi you would have a fantastic time for the sundowner cruise downing a Zambezi on the Zambezi. Wow. I want to see that with you sometime. We'll, we'll share one. You're always welcome, Billy. Yeah, I look forward <laughs> to it.
um, sustainable use of this uh, wildlife um, is is an elephant, and, and I know the answer to this, but I want people to know when an ele- elephant is harvested, is killed in Zimbabwe, that meat is important. Oh, yes, that meat is important, and uh, the hunters always ensure that uh, they share the meat uh, with local communities. Yeah. Is, that, is that meat important to those communities? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Because uh, those communities coexist with these animals. Uh, on their own, they would not literally kill an elephant uh, for meat. But if they know that if they conserve the elephant, it will bring so many benefits. Tourists will come, even on photographic safari, uh, or even the hunters will come. Uh, their kids will be employed by uh, these tourism operators as well as the hunters, you know, either as trekkers uh, or skinners or whatever you got. Some of the revenue actually from these hunts goes to support schools, uh, you know, infrastructure development. Uh, and obviously we would want to see a lot more invested, you know. The communities, I mean, they possess uh, amazing um, uh, you, you know, intellectual property, you, you know, in terms of them having lived for generations with wildlife. Um, in our own culture, we do have totems. Eh? Uh, each and everyone is associated with some animal. Myself, my totem is a lion. Yeah? Uh, somebody else can be a zebra uh, or a buffalo. So what it actually means is that uh, those people uh, whose totems are f- like uh, for edible meats, eh, they themselves do not eat uh, zebra or buffalo or elephant, you know, if it is their totem. So it was a way of uh, managing uh, uh, or of conserving uh, the animals. Eh? If I'm married to, if my wife's totem is a zebra, it means that I will have a special kind of respect for that animal, even if, even if I wanted to eat it. Yeah. But um, it would be very difficult for me to disrespect my wife's totem. So, so, so uh, our traditional knowledge systems uh, are very, very complex sure. and, uh, and sophisticated. And this is why we were able uh, to be leaders in sustainable conservation. That, that is a simple form of conservation that has worked well for generation after generation. Generation after generation, after generation yeah. Wow. And uh, obviously we would need to teach visitors to Zimbabwe about how we have conserved wildlife over generations. Uh, yes, I mean, as uh, hunters come in and share some of the profits with hunt, uh, from hunting with the communities, they should also be aware that they are literally giving back to communities We have conserved these wildlife species for the hunters to come and hunt. So it's a mutually reinforcing partnership. Yes, absolutely. And now that I know you're a lion, I have a whole new respect for you. You bet otherwise I'll eat you. (laughs) Ambassador Thaddeus Chifamba from the great nation of Zimbabwe. (laughs) What a great guy. Hey, listen, if you're spending another cold, dreadful, snowy January in Michigan or wherever... I just wanted to let you know that we were in the mid-70s this week at Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Perfect for turning the bird dogs loose, and your dogs are welcome. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch, Texas' best bird hunting, at kinderoutdoors.com.
Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and I want to make sure that all of our calendars are marked with the dates for our 2023 annual military charity golf event. The dates are March 26th and 27th of 2023. We'll be returning to the Wild Dunes Resort on the Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Now here's the best part. The proceeds from this military charity golf event, supported by Freedom Hunters, goes to award the honorable service personnel of our U.S. and Canadian Armed Forces with outdoor adventures. There's no better cause than honoring the courageous men and women that protect our freedoms. So go to jimshockeyclassic.com to register. So again, that's March 26th and 27th of 2023 at the Wild Dunes Resort. And by the way, that's the South Carolina coast in the springtime. It doesn't get any better than that. I'll see you there. You know, this is a fast-changing world. As a matter of fact, you may not recognize your little universe as compared to just two years ago. But there are some bedrock stepping stones that'll take you through tough times. If you want to catch the girl, be nice. If you want to catch the ball, use both hands. And if you want to catch the fish, start early. About 6 45. And stick with what's dependable, like Chevy trucks. At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we work hard every day to be dependable in delivering you and your precious cargo to the fishing hole, whether that's across the county or the country, and back again. At Classic Chevrolet, we can't make love grow, <laughs> but we can be dependable in making sure that you're there when it does. Have you ever hugged or kissed a fish before? Yep. <laughs> ClassicChevrolet.com. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read, because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey... That's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings, we specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com 
and just down the road. Warm campfire is always the gathering spot, no matter the weather. Tall tales and life's tough spots get worked out here. This is Kinder Outdoors. Every detail at Joshua Creek Ranch in Bernie, Texas, just northwest of San Antonio, is well thought out. Ann Kirchival has done a tremendous job with the menu, the housing, the lodging. Joe Kirchival has worked so hard endlessly tirelessly on the habitat he's created a low fence ranch that the axis deer in the hill country love therefore they hang around so do the white-tailed deer and the turkeys talk to my friends the kerchivals about a stay at their place and talk to them about a membership individual family or corporate could make it possible for you to visit the ranch more often learn more about joshua creek ranch at kinderoutdoors.com now, the conclusion of our visit with Ambassador Tadius Chafamba from the Embassy of Zimbabwe. What a pleasure it is to, to talk to you. And we've, we've pretty much covered this, but I want people to know that when someone purchases a hunt in, in Zimbabwe, all of that money is going to go to good use. It's going to fight poaching. It's going to educate kids. It's going to preserve the wildlife. You take good care of that money. Well, yes, um and I think a lot more still can be done. You know, we, we need to see how we can grow partnerships, um, mutually beneficial partnerships between the hunters as well as the regulators, you know, in situ. Because uh, our national parks need a lot of support. Like I indicated to you, some of the support could be in the area of logistics, you know, provision of um, uh, vehicles, you know, either ground or air, you know. Um, uh, they also need support in the area of research, you know. They also need support in the area of community involvement. Mm -hmm. I think uh, a lot more can be done. We have to think outside the box. The, the industry is huge. It is profitable. And I think, uh, yeah, there is a huge space for mutually beneficial partnerships. I would want to see going forward uh, communities being involved much more yeah. as critical stakeholders and core investors so that at least they can re realize a bigger financial benefit from uh, hunting or safari hunting. I, I, I also need to acknowledge that uh, we are working closely with other key partners. As I gave examples of Safari Club International, Dallas Safari Club, but also even um, uh, the U.S. government uh, within the uh, CITES uh, negotiations. Unfortunately, uh, and I say this uh, with a very, very heavy heart, uh, Southern African countries which have proven that they are leaders in sustainable wildlife uh, conservation, especially of the iconic species, uh, happen to be getting a raw deal in CITES. Hmm. Instead of uh, getting encouragement and support for trade in, uh, in wildlife species, it is as if the world has uh, declared major loss against poachers. We are listening more to those who are saying uh, any 
uh, allowance or delisting of elephant would mean that poachers will win the war. No, hell no. We should all fight poachers. We should not surrender to poachers. So, so, and this is one thing that we are doing with uh, with the hunters, with the hunting safari operators, because together we are mounting joint operations with our national parks to defeat poaching. So, a message which says that we cannot trade in wildlife species, you know, of elephant, because there are some poachers. I think it is a message which is very negative and does not sustain in the long-term wildlife uh, conservation. If I had my way, I would reconsider membership of CITES to say why should we belong to an organization which punishes us for, for succeeding in uh, wildlife conservation. We are listening more to those countries that have lost the battle against poachers. We are winners. The world must be prepared to learn from us, to encourage us, so that those we have lost can actually see the benefits of being resolute in sustainable wildlife management. I hope the, the U.S. and Canada are listening to this and taking note that we need to stand strong as a friend and ally uh, with you guys um, because there are just too many people sticking their nose in your business trying to tell you how to manage your wildlife. They're not there. Their boots are not on your soil. And I don't understand this because the U.S. and Canada take a rights-based approach to everything else in the world. Yeah. I mean, here we have people who are managing their wildlife resource successfully, why then take the right away from them to sell or to benefit from uh, trophy hunting, you know, as hunters come? And uh, any suspension of uh, importation of uh, trophy hunted, whether in Zimbabwe, Zambia, Tanzania, these are countries currently targeted, um, doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense because you are taking away the right of communities, you know, to coexist with wildlife and to benefit commercially. Uh, from uh, uh, consumptive use. Tell me about this jewelry on your neck. What am I looking at? What is that? It's beautiful. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be the tooth of uh, of some wildlife, but this is synthetic. Uh -huh. Yeah, but uh, obviously, if you go in the exhibition here, you actually see some jewelry from uh, wildlife products. It's amazing. I mean, the amount of creativity that we see there, just the beauty of these trophies, is something that uh, the world should uh, admire. Yeah. yeah. Very beautiful. Beautiful people, beautiful country, Zimbabwe. Uh, Ambassador Tadius Chifamba. Can I just call you Tadius now instead of Ambassador? You're my friend. Sure, yes. My, yeah. my, my friend, the lion. Yes. <laughs> and I roll like a lion. <laughs> what a pleasure to spend time with you. I look forward to the next visit. Thank you, Billy. And I look forward to this kind of partnership. I hope that... Uh, your, your audience uh, will enjoy this conversation and will be inspired to know more about sustainable or successful sustainable wildlife management. And they are f very welcome to visit Zimbabwe. As I said, our biggest asset is our people, of course, and our flora and fauna. Welcome to Zimbabwe in advance. Ambassador Tadius Chifamba. How can you not just fall in love with that guy? And he's so passionate about his people and his country, fighting for them at the Embassy of Zimbabwe in Washington, D.C. That will not be the ambassador's last visit to the old camp house here, I assure you. We'll get together again. You know, when you visit Joshua Creek Ranch, you could just pack a change of clothes and show up. They have a well-equipped pro shop with fine guns, 
very possibly better than what you have in your gun cabinet at home. And great fly fishing gear, too. The cypress and live oak trees that line Joshua Creek, spring-fed Joshua Creek that flows right down through the middle of the ranch, are hundreds of years old. They date back to the time of Stephen F. Austin, William Barrett Travis. This ranch is deeply rooted in historic Texas. With our native Guadalupe bass on the fly rod, hard-flying upland birds, and even our hill country jewel, the Axis deer. What a great trip. Talk to my friend Kevin Wellborn or whoever picks up the phone when you give them a call at Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country to book your hunt, your fishing trip, your meal, your stay, your trip of a lifetime. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, this is happening more and more and more in New Mexico. They're spotting more moose in the state of New Mexico. No, they are not indigenous to that part of the country. A bull moose spotted recently near Ski Santa Fe, one of the southernmost sightings of moose in New Mexico. And get this, there have been about a dozen confirmed sightings of different moose in New Mexico over the past 10 years. 2022 in particular, though, the department received more reports of multiple sightings and vast movement by moose in New Mexico in the north-central portion of the state more frequently. Typically, younger males migrating from Colorado in search of new habitat and breeding opportunities. Pretty doggone cool. Let's grab a biscuit and a cup of coffee. Dropped off in a remote wilderness where the bears outnumber people 10 to 1, and the mosquitoes have been known to carry off full-grown moose. Lucky? Join us in camp and tell us about it at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, and this is our camp house. You're always welcome here at Kinder Outdoors. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Purina Pro Plan, the world's greatest dog fuel if you're not feeding your dog ProPlan, hey, you're missing out. You'll have a healthier dog when you make the switch to ProPlan. Choose the formula that's right for your dog. And then keep a close eye on things. You'll see a slicker, shinier coat, clearer eyes, cleaner teeth, more energy. A healthier dog after just a couple of weeks. I've seen it too many times myself. Pick up the ProPlan at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. <laughs> You know, a great way to kick off this hour here at the old camp house is with our late, great camp house storyteller, my old friend Ray Sasser. The best proof for the creation theory of intelligent design lies in this irrefutable chain of facts. There is a bobwhite quail, there is a dog that points quail, and there is a 20-gauge shotgun. It's too perfect to be random. That's a quote from Bubba Wood, longtime bird hunter and a very close friend of mine. Bubba's right. It's so perfect, in fact, that most serious quail hunters would rather go afield without a shotgun than without a dog. Some veteran bird hunters pay exorbitant hunting lease prices in order to exercise their dogs. Oh, they may shoot a bird now and then, 
but they mostly shoot because the dog expects it. They're like a ballet dancer who no longer pirouettes, but lavishly supports the arts, giving young dancers a stage to pursue their passion. Bird dogs will endure indignities and hardships to make the A-team. Turn them upside down on a booting table, and they'll quiver impatiently as you tape rubber boots to their feet to protect them from grass burrs. Strap a beeper collar around their necks so you can locate them in dense cover, and they'll ignore the intrusive electronic beep, a sound as annoying as the backing up klaxon sound emitted by heavy equipment. I've seen bird dogs perforated by porcupine quills, bleeding from thorns, swollen from snake bites, hobbled by grass burrs, ripped open by barbed wire fences, shot by careless hunters, gassed by skunks, mauled by feral hogs, and exhausted from running the equivalent of a marathon three days in a row. All they asked in return was a dry, relatively warm place to sleep, a meager ration of dog food, and enough clean water to select their thirst. The very next day, they were anxious to do it all over again. I've been privileged to follow behind many good-pointing dogs. T. Boone Pickens once had a pointer named Ethel. He spelled it E-T-H-E-L, but her name should have been spelled E-T-H-Y-L, as in high-octane. Ethel had the advantage of finding birds on one of the greatest quail ranches in existence, but so did her kennel mates. Ethel found more quail than the other dogs, and she looked better doing it. She ran with an elegant gait that made it seem like she was floating over the sandy soil. Once birds were located, Ethel had an uncanny sense of how to trail them without bumping the cubby. I don't think I ever saw her bump birds by pushing them too hard. Any good bird dog can smell quail, but the innate ability to work birds well comes from within the dog. It cannot be taught. It certainly can't be passed along by a guy with a whistle and no idea where the birds went in the first place. I once hunted with a true southern gentleman named Ben Parham. Ben is a builder in uh, LaGrange, Georgia, and speaks with a soft southern drawl. He grew up hunting birds with his father during a time when wild quail were plentiful in rural Georgia. Ben recalled a wonderful story that his dad told about growing up in a small Georgia town where it seemed like everyone owned a good bird dog. There were plenty of quail, and the bird dogs of that era got enough work on wild birds that most of the dogs were at least competent. On Saturday mornings, Ben's father told him, a guy who didn't have a dog could drive down to the town square around 8 a.m. There would usually be a bird dog or two roaming the square. At that hour, it was clear that the dog's owner had to work or had some other kind of family business to take care of and wasn't hunting that day. So the dogs just drifted downtown like migrant workers awaiting a day job. It was common practice just to open your car door and load up a likely-looking bird dog. You'd hunt the loner dog all day, then bring it back to the square and let it out when the hunt was over. It was also customary to stop and buy the dog a hamburger or some other juicy tree as payment for a job well done. Most bird dogs are like that. They'll hunt for anybody who will take them to a bird field. Ever hold a dead quail under your nose to try to determine what the dog smells? I have. Unless a bird is gut shot, it has no odor that I can detect. Yet I've seen a dog on a humid day with a gentle breeze to carry scent turn 50 yards downwind from where a single quail flew into cover and unerringly approached the single, becoming ever more cautious as the scent strengthened, getting birdie in bird hunting parlance until the dog was standing stiff as a statue, tail erect, body a quiver. That, my friend, is what they call a pointing dog. Walk past that dog's nose and keep your wits about you. There's a very good chance that a quail is about to erupt from the cover, meaning the dog has done his job and now it's up to you. The most impressive points come when the dog is covering ground like a cheetah coursing a gazelle and suddenly turns downwind of a cubby. No Italian or German sports car can go from 30 miles an hour to a dead stop as quickly as a bird dog. 
They whip around in a contorted mid-stride point, nose toward the bird's body pointed elsewhere. What makes a dog point birds when its predatory instinct must dictate that it chase the birds? What makes a bird hold tight to cover when threatened by what must seem like a different colored coyote? You may as well ask why planet Earth is a perfect distance from the sun and rotates on its axis in such a way that spring follows winter. It's too perfect to be random. He was a remarkable outdoor writer, photographer, hunter, fisherman, and storyteller. Ray Sasser. Feed your dogs Purina Pro Plan in the purple sport bag. Your hard-working bird dog deserves 30% protein, 20% fat at the end of the day. It's at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. It's really exciting to see right now. Uh, one thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in, have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful. Americans are learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables. Cinnamon Creek Archery in Roanoke, Texas, has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery. People who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range and harvesting their own wild game. You can't just sell some bimbo and say, hey, good luck. You need to be able to take them aside, teach them the fundamentals, teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that so many other families have found in archery. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority, come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 per days in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Castoria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air-conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting CordobaDoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina.
After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups and we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean these people get to walk, they get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit Joshua Creek dot com. We thank God for the freedom, our men and women that defend it, and the Constitution that guarantees it. Welcome to camp with Kinder Outdoors. Hey, my friends at Purina Pro Plan, want to invite you out to Texas Motor Speedway, the first weekend in May for Ducks, the Ducks Unlimited Expo, third annual. Uh, this thing was a big hit last year. They moved it, remember the first year, it was pretty hot, and they moved it to the spring, uh, much like the 2023 version and cooler weather. Uh, it worked out perfectly. It was great for the dog work, the exhibitions, the shooting range, all that it has. Ducks is coming back. Texas Motor Speedway, first weekend in May. Brought to you by my friends at Purina Pro Plan, the world's greatest dog fuel. I mentioned last hour that it's show season. We had the big Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo this past weekend in Dallas, and it was just phenomenal. We're guessing, until the official numbers are in, that Friday and maybe Saturday were record days at the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo. This weekend, it's Sheep Show. In Reno, Nevada, SHOT Show is coming up. So is SCI in Nashville. And the list goes on and on. A lot of business takes place and a lot of great conservation ideas and thought is shared at these events as well. A gathering like the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo brings the top conservation minds all under one roof from all over the globe. It was my honor and pleasure to sit down and spend a little time with the ambassador from the embassy of Zimbabwe, Ambassador Tadius Chifamba. I think you'll enjoy the conversation as well. Ambassador Tadius Chifamba, um, ambassador to the embassy of Zimbabwe. I'm honored. Thank you. My pleasure. I really uh, have been looking forward to spending a little time with you and talking about your wonderful uh, country. And for folks, most, most people that we're talking to have never been to Zimbabwe, never will. Uh, but it's important that they know why we have a great relationship. Uh, North Americans have a great hunting and travel relationship with Zimbabwe. And that's the message I want to share today. And I can think of no one better to tell that story. <laughs> no, thanks a lot, Billy. Um, in fact, Zimbabwe is amongst the leaders in sustainable wildlife conservation as well as in consumptive use of uh, wildlife uh, products. 
you may be aware that we have uh, the second largest elephant population in the world. Botswana is the first and we come second. Uh, our cat, cat uh, species like lions, uh, leopards, cheetahs, etc., they are stable and uh, the numbers are increasing. Our greatest asset is obviously our people. I mean, for all those who have been to Zimbabwe, uh, you'd know that Zimbabweans are very warm, welcoming, peace-loving, and highly industrious, in addition to be amongst the leaders in literacy or education on the African continent. Beautiful flora and fauna. You may also recall or be aware of the uh, Victoria Falls, which is uh, one of the wonders of the world, seven wonders of the world. So Zimbabwe has a lot of, uh, a lot of things to offer, and we are very proud that uh, America is one of the biggest source markets for our hunters, those who come on uh, hunting safaris. Many years ago, a dear friend of mine, a trusted friend, said, Billy, never go to Zimbabwe because it, it's an addiction. Once you go, it won't be your last trip. <laughs> Definitely, uh, it is an addiction because the product that we offer uh, is still very much in its pristine uh, territory. Uh, unlike in other settings where game parks are literally like zoos, uh, in Zimbabwe you would have to uh, enjoy the wildlife in the wild setting. It's a beautiful place, a wonderful place, and it's a lot like it was, as, as you were describing, when our first uh, literary giants went over there and wrote about Zimbabwe. It's, it's relatively unchanged in many, many areas and just a fabulous place to go. It's important that we do go to Zimbabwe, that we go see with our eyes, whether we hunt with a camera or a rifle. Yes, it is important. I mean, we offer both a photographic safari as well as a hunting safari. These are directed by professional guides, you know, and our conservation is based on a, a scientific approach. Mm -hmm. um, we always want to ensure that the wildlife is not only healthy, but we care about their long-term sustainability and uh, also that the breeding patterns are closely monitored. Uh, we try as much as possible to avoid inbreeding, you know, continuously. So, so, so yeah. And working together with other countries within SADC, we have a very robust uh, wildlife, uh, sustainable wildlife uh, conservation policy and approaches. Currently, we are developing uh, trans-frontier parks uh, where we cooperate with countries uh, in the neighborhood, like we have the Kavango trans-frontier park, which uh, includes Zimbabwe, Zambia, Botswana, Namibia, and... Uh, we are creating corridors which allow uh, large species, especially elephants, you know, to move in those corridors as a strategy to decongest our protected uh, wildlife areas. Zimbabwe has a carrying capacity of between uh, 40 and uh, max 55,000 uh, elephants, but we are sitting on a population which is close to 100,000. Wow. So you can imagine, I mean, these are big uh, animals which literally eat everything in their path. Yes. And if we don't manage the populations, it will have a negative impact on the habitats. Yes. So we'll experience biodiversity loss, which will also increasingly lead to species loss. But much more importantly, it will lead to human-wildlife conflict because the wildlife will now end up coming to 
uh, graze on uh, on farms, you know, which uh, people are growing their their crops, and obviously that will lead to uh, a nasty situation. We do lose quite a number of people. In in some instances, more than 70 people can uh, are killed by wildlife per annum, and this is something that we need to to see how we can manage. I get very very surprised that uh, people. In the West generally, uh, and also that includes here in America, get concerned if one lion uh, is killed or is hunted. But they, have remain, they remain very quiet when we talk about 70 human beings losing their lives to wildlife. I think something should move in that debate. It doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't make sense at all. I don't understand it. I want folks listening to understand that as we talk about harvesting these elephants, harvesting these animals, controlling these numbers, everything is science-based. Very smart individuals study this, know these numbers, and, and make recommendations, hunting recommendations. Yes, indeed. It's, it's extremely science-based. The animals that are normally hunted are those that uh, are now old are also problematic animals, and these are normally what is um, given up in the hunting quarters. Uh, so it's a way of controlling not only population growth, but also trying to limit potential conflict between wildlife and, uh, uh, and human beings. Mm -hmm. So, yes, our quarter system is very conservative, and as I said, it is very science-based. Uh, we make sure that um, uh, any hunt is monitored, mm -hmm. you know, and it is facilitated by professionals. Mm -hmm. And we also take a very ethical approach. We know that uh, here and there, uh, there are some people who conduct uh, hunts which are not good, which do not adhere to the ethical standards. Right. But like uh, this morning, I was talking to the Professional Hunters and Guides Association of Zimbabwe, and they were assuring me that uh, they have developed a code of ethics in other words, these are hunters uh, or uh, safari uh, operators who are advancing in terms of self-regulation, basing everything on science, on ethics, and on sustainability. I only had a short amount of time to spend with the ambassador. Could have spent two days. Love to pick his brain. And we're going to do that some more when we come back from the coffee pot. This is Kinder Outdoors. Thanks for sharing a campfire with us today. I'm Craig Boddington. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it at Kinder Outdoors. Whether I'm still hunting January whitetails in wintry West Texas, November pheasants in snowy South Dakota, crappie through the Minnesota ice, or big brown trout in the cold waters of the Ozarks in the fall. I know that I'm going to be warm and comfortable enough to go all day long. It starts with foundational protection from the frigid extremes. My basics and essentials are Buffalo Wool Company socks, gloves, and neck gaiter. Here's Ron Miskin with Buffalo Wool. Well, I was really surprised when I got pictures back. He said, went and did a 330-mile snowmobile trek up in Alaska negative 30 Jason muskox he said second day he quit wearing his choppers just wear our gloves and hat the buffalo fiber you make your products from actually warmer than wool oh yeah much warmer than wool a lot more durable these are meant to be used and used hard learn the secret of the buffalo the buffalo wool 
thebuffalowoolco.com. Since 2003, Bending Knee International has answered the call to take the good news of Jesus Christ and the hope of the gospel to the Navajo Nation and the people of Siberia. Many have never heard the simple but magnificent message that Christ is God, who loves us so much that he died for our sins, defeated death, and rose again. The simple message of salvation brings the gift of eternal life if we'll only believe it. I am Tom Watson, President of Bended Knee International. Learn more about Bended Knee at BendedKnee.org. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side. Pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. At a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. The Moore family at Southwestern Parts and Service in Dallas has been specializing in fishing reel repair since 1970. Early on, fishermen nationwide recognized that Southwestern Parts and Service was dependable, honest, and very good at what they do. With the largest fishing reel parts inventory in the U.S. and even some inventory for obsolete and discontinued models. Yes, Grandpa's old reel sitting on the mantle can go back to work again. Southwestern Parts is recognized by folks like Shimano, Abu Garcia, Daiwa, Penn, and Zebco Quantum as an authorized warranty center. And labor on fishing reels is 1995 plus parts on most models, and that includes cleaning and lubrication. And with six full-time reel techs, Southwestern Parts and Service strives to get your equipment back into your hands quickly. Is your local reel shop having trouble finding parts for repair? We can help. Come see us at www.fishingreelrepair.com. That's fishingreelrepair.com, 214-630-8161. We do work for customers worldwide, and we can help you too. Somewhere over this horizon sit a million little dictators, eager to purge humanity of its hunting instincts. Contrived emotions flood from their air-conditioned, glass-paneled, Wi-Fi-enabled habitats over the mountains and out into the wild, from which they hate to admit they emerged. Their foolish quest to force nature to fit their feelings threatens the survival of every living thing on our planet. If their fevered tantrums are ever imposed, the Earth will be ruled by the deadliest combination in the natural world, human ignorance and human arrogance. Travel another path, the truest path, nature's path. Trust the hunter 
in your blood. If you boys are taking that old flat bottom out, don't forget these coffee cans. Just like life, you'll need to bail a little water now and then. This is Life in the Camp House at Kinder Outdoors. Kinder Outdoors, I'm Billy Kinder. Hello, Debbie Gafford, Lipan, Texas. Thank you so much for tuning in. Ben Lassiter listens to the show in Hearst, Texas, up in Springfield, Illinois. Hello, Julie Patterson. Stan Moore is in Central Lake, Michigan. We heard from Jack Waymiller, Gainesville, Georgia. Your Bulldogs did a number on my Horn Frogs. <laughs> Jack. Dave Weber is in Eugene, Oregon. Hello, Dave. Ricky Dees listens to Kinder Outdoors in Florence, Mississippi. Kay Rains, Wenatchee, Washington. And Chris Unk, Pioneer Town, California. Thank you so much for dropping by the website and saying hello. This corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors brought to you by one of my favorite spots on planet Earth, and that's Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Not only world-class bird hunting, upland bird hunting, the best in Texas, but native Texas whitetails and turkeys and axis deer. That's where I go to do my axis deer shopping primarily. <laughs> I like to keep an axis in the freezer at all times. They are so wonderful on the table. Talk to them about a hunt at Joshua Creek Ranch. and learn more about them when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, you guys, come on up, gather around the campfire, and let's enjoy more of our conversation with the ambassador from the Embassy of Zimbabwe, Ambassador Taddeus Chifamba. Tell me about poaching in Zimbabwe. Is it a major issue there? Well, poaching is, uh, presents a challenge, um, but uh, we are working together with uh, many uh, partners in terms of trying to to. Uh, fight uh, poachers. The greatest achievement for us, I think, is community involvement mm -hmm. because uh, we have communities who are actually also managing uh, wildlife conservation areas uh, and to the extent that they derive commercial benefits from wildlife management, I think poaching can be regulated, can be yeah. put under control. Yeah. But uh, if they cannot realize any pot uh, commercial use uh, or benefit, from uh, wildlife uh, management, then I think we'll lose the war against poaching. Hmm. Wow. That's very dangerous, yeah. very serious, very dangerous. Yeah. So we shouldn't allow that to happen. Yeah. And we really do appreciate the support that we get uh, from the U.S. government through USID. Mm -hmm. uh, they have been supporting, like, we have a transfrontier uh, conservation area with, uh, we call it the Greater Limpopo, transfrontier conservation area where Zimbabwe, South Africa and Mozambique have opened up, again, joint uh, spaces for sustainable wildlife conservation. Mm -hmm. And USID has really uh, come to the assistance uh, on uh, anti-poaching. Uh, but we need a lot more support, yep. you know, because um, when we are talking about the logistics uh, to ensure that our rangers can be in a position to monitor uh, activities within protected areas, they definitely need things like vehicles, uh, even air support, uh, helicopters that can help us 
to monitor and track uh, wildlife species, even to conduct uh, a census uh, that would help. So, so we really look forward to, to continued support. Uh, we also have pa partners like uh, Dallas Safari Club, as well as Safari Club International, uh, which are also partnering with our national parks, as well as the other uh, professional guides and uh, hunters, you know, to see how we can invest a lot more into research and development. Because, as I said, we pursue a science-based approach. So we invest a lot into research about wildlife species in order to ensure their long-term sustainability. Ambassador uh, Chifamba, I want you to uh, describe for me a sunset in Zimbabwe. What's that like? <laughs> Very difficult to describe. It depends exactly where you are. If you are somewhere, perhaps um, sipping your favorite beverage, you know, and uh, near a water body like uh, Lake Kariba, uh, you will really enjoy to see how the sun, and over a few minutes, literally, uh, turns in color, uh, and also how it transforms the sky, uh, as well as the scenery over water. It's amazing. If you are in a game park, you know, overlooking acacia trees, etc., it's just amazing to see how the sun sets in Zimbabwe. And perhaps also with silhouettes of beautiful birds like fish eagles or any other bird species. Mm. So it's difficult for me to describe it. Just come to Zimbabwe. You did a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> One of our beers, local beers, is called uh, Zambezi. And uh, if you happen to be touring either the Kariba or the Victoria Falls, uh, upon which uh, uh, you'll find, uh, the, obviously, this big uh, river called the Zambezi, you would have a fantastic time for the sundowner cruise downing a Zambezi on the Zambezi. I want to see that with you sometime. We'll, we'll share one. You're always welcome, Billy. Yeah, I look forward to it. <laughs> Um, sustainable use of this uh, wildlife um, is is an elephant, and, and I know the answer to this, but I want people to know when an el elephant is harvested, is killed in Zimbabwe, that meat is important. Oh, yes, that meat is important, and uh, the hunters always ensure that uh, they share the meat uh, with local communities. Is, yeah. that, is that meat important to those communities? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Because uh, those communities coexist with these animals. Uh, on their own, they would not literally kill an elephant uh, for meat. But if they know that if they conserve the elephant, it will bring so many benefits. Tourists will come, even on photographic safari, uh, or even the hunters will come. Uh, their kids will be employed by uh, these tourism operators as well as the hunters, you know, either as trekkers. Uh, or skinners or whatever you got. Some of the revenue actually from these hunts goes to support schools, mm -hmm. uh, you know, infrastructure development. Uh, and obviously we would want to see a lot more invested, yes. you know. The communities, I mean, they possess uh, amazing, um, uh, you, you know, intellectual property, you, you know, in terms of them having lived for generations with wildlife. Um, in our own culture, we do have totems. Eh? Uh, each and everyone is associated with some animal. Myself, my totem is a lion. Uh, 
yeah uh, somebody else can be a zebra uh, or a buffalo so what it actually means is that uh, those people uh, whose totems are f like uh, for edible meats uh, they themselves do not eat a zebra or buffalo or elephant you know if it is their totem so it was a way of uh, managing uh, uh, or of conserving the animals eh? if i married to if my wife's totem is a zebra it means that i will have a special kind of respect for that animal even if even if i wanted to eat it yeah. but um it would be very difficult for me to disrespect my wife's totem so 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 uh, our traditional knowledge systems uh, are very very complex sure. and uh, and sophisticated and this is why we were able uh, to be leaders in sustainable conservation that, that is a simple form of conservation that has worked well for generation after generation after generation, after generation yeah. And uh, obviously we would need to teach visitors to Zimbabwe about how we have conserved wildlife over generations. Uh, yes, I mean, as uh, hunters come in and share some of the profits with hunt, uh, from hunting with the communities, they should also be aware that they are literally giving back to communities we have conserved these wildlife species for the hunters to come and hunt. So it's a mutually reinforcing partnership. Yes, absolutely. And now that I know you're a lion, I have a whole new respect for you. You bet, otherwise I'll eat you. <laughs> Ambassador Taddeus Chifamba Moore from the Ambassador from the Embassy of Zimbabwe when we come back from the coffee pot. This is Jim Shockey, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about them with Kinder Outdoors. <laughs> The True Life Taxidermy Studio in Granbury, Texas, has won Best Studio in the State of Texas time after time after time. Roy Holdridge and his True Life staff of artists take your memories to a higher level, a degree of professionalism and perfection that matches the memory of the hunt or that fishing trip. True Life can create and integrate lifelike landscape, multiple animals, fish, and fowl. International shipping and trophy care is turnkey when you turn it over to Roy Holdridge and True Life in Granbury, Texas. My home is a testament to the impeccable work of True Life Taxidermy. The ducks, pheasant, deer, and fish are realistic and they last. A special deer in memory on my wall dates back nearly 30 years and still looks fresh and new. Preserve that special memory this year with True Life Taxidermy. Visit the 1,800-square-foot trophy room and see Roy's talent on display. True Life Taxidermy is online at truelifetaxidermy.org. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. 
CanyonValleyProvisions.com. Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. You know, as bird hunters and bird dog owners, we've seen our wild bird hunting opportunities dwindle in recent years. And if you, like me, don't want to kennel your bird dog in the spring just to let him hibernate till fall, then you should take a long look at the world's largest field trial organization, the National Shoot to Retrieve Association, or NASTRA. This was the very idea of NASTRA's founding fathers back in the 1960s. They wanted to extend time in the field with the dogs that they loved. And it must have been a pretty good idea, because over the years, many thousands of men, women, teens, and families have enjoyed participating in NASTRA field trials. All pointing breeds are welcome, and there's no need to be intimidated. NASTRA sponsors over 1,000 field trials across the U.S. and Canada each year. It's at these trials where your dog can earn his NASTRA championship, qualify for entry into your regional championship, and NASTRA's five national championships. Take a look at our website nstra.org and consider visiting a local trial. We look forward to meeting you. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted though by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com The coffee's always on, and the conservation is always good. Make sure you bring a youngin' or two. Together, let's teach them what heritage and tradition looks like. This is the Big Billy Kender Outdoors Camp House. When you stay with my friends at Joshua Creek Ranch, Joe and Ann Kirchival at Joshua Creek Ranch in Bernie, Texas, just northwest of San Antonio, about 45 minutes, you're going to just fall in love with the place. Last time I was there, I stayed in the beautiful, wonderful, secluded, well-appointed treehouse. It has a big sleeper, screened-in sleeping porch like they had back in the day for those nights that are just perfect for sleeping outside. And, of course, well-appointed bedrooms throughout the big tree house. It sits overlooking the Guadalupe River, and it's tree-lined up on that ridge, big live oak trees. I was up early having my coffee, and I could hear the turkeys talking to each other as the sun just pre-dawn lit those trees up enough for me to see them. They looked like big balls of mistletoe up in those trees, but they weren't. They were genuine Texas Rio Grande turkeys. That's how I started my day. My day ended with a great upland bird hunt and an Axis buck on his way to my freezer. You need to talk to these folks. Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more about them at kinderoutdoors.com. Sharing a campfire with us this week at Kinder Outdoors from the Vineyards Campground and Cabins on beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas, is the ambassador 
from the Embassy of Zimbabwe, Ambassador Tadius Chifamba. What a pleasure it is to, to talk to you. And we've, we've pretty much covered this, but I want people to know that when someone purchases a hunt in, in Zimbabwe, all of that money is going to go to good use. It's going to fight poaching. It's going to educate kids. It's going to preserve the wildlife. You take good care of that money. Well, yes, um, and I think a lot more still can be done. You know, we, we need to see how we can grow partnerships, um, mutually beneficial partnerships between the hunters as well as the regulators, you know, in situ. Because uh, our national parks need a lot of support. Like I indicated to you, some of the support could be in the area of logistics, you know, provision of um, uh, vehicles, you know, either ground or air, you know. Um, uh, they also need support in the area of research, you know. They also need support in the area of community involvement. Mm -hmm. I think uh, a lot more can be done. We have to think outside the box. The, the industry is huge, it is profitable, and I think, uh, yeah, there is a huge space for mutually beneficial partnerships. I would want to see going forward uh, communities being involved much more as critical stakeholders and core investors so that at least they can re realize a bigger financial benefit from uh, hunting or safari hunting. I, I, I also need to acknowledge that uh, we are working closely with other key partners. As I gave examples of Safari Club International, Dallas Safari Club, but also even um, uh, the U.S. government uh, within the uh, CITES uh, negotiations. Unfortunately, and I say this uh, with a very, very heavy heart, uh, Southern African countries which have proven that they are leaders in sustainable wildlife uh, conservation, especially of the iconic species, uh, happen to be getting a raw deal in CITES. Instead of uh, getting encouragement and support for trade in, uh, in wildlife species, it is as if the world has uh, declared major loss against poachers. We are listening more to those who are saying uh, any uh, allowance or delisting of elephant would mean that poachers will win the war. No, hell no. We should all fight poachers. We should not surrender to poachers. So, so, and this is one thing that we are doing with, uh, with, the, hunters, with the hunting safari operators. Because together we are mounting joint operations with our national parks to defeat poaching. So a message which says that we cannot trade in wildlife species, you know, of elephant, because there are some poachers, I think it is a message which is very negative and does not sustain in the long-term wildlife uh, conservation. If I had my way, I would reconsider membership of CITES to say why should we belong to an organization which punishes us. For, for succeeding in uh, wildlife conservation. We are listening more to those countries that have lost the battle against poachers. We are winners. The world must be prepared to learn from us, to encourage us, so that those we have lost can actually see the benefits of being resolute in sustainable wildlife management. I hope the, the U.S. and Canada are listening to this and taking note that we need to stand strong as a friend and ally. Uh, with you guys um, because there are just too many people sticking their nose in your business trying to tell you how to manage your wildlife. 
they're not there. Their boots are not on your soil. And I don't understand this because the U.S. and Canada take a rights-based approach to everything else in the world. Yeah. I mean, here we have people who are managing their wildlife resource successfully. Why then take the right away from them to sell or to benefit from uh, trophy hunting, you know, as hunters come? And uh, any suspension of uh, importation of uh, trophy hunted, whether in Zimbabwe, Zambia, Tanzania, these are countries currently targeted, um, doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense because you are taking away the right of communities, you know, to coexist with wildlife and to benefit commercially uh, from uh, uh, consumptive use. Tell me about this jewelry on your neck. What am I looking at? What is that? It's beautiful. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be the tooth of uh, of some wildlife, but this is synthetic. Uh -huh. Yeah, but uh, obviously, if you go in the exhibition here, you actually see some jewelry from uh, wildlife products. It's amazing. I mean, the amount of creativity that we see there, just the beauty of these trophies is something that uh, the world should uh, admire. Yeah. yeah. Very beautiful. Beautiful people, beautiful country, Zimbabwe. Uh, Ambassador Thaddeus Chifamba. Can I just call you Thaddeus now instead of Ambassador? You're my friend. Oh, sure, yes. My, yeah. my, my friend, the lion. Yes. <laughs> and I roar like a lion. <laughs> What a pleasure to spend time with you. I look forward to the next visit. Thank you, Billy, and I look forward to this kind of partnership. I hope that uh, your, your audience uh, will enjoy this conversation and will be inspired to know more about sustainable or successful sustainable wildlife management. And they are f very welcome to visit Zimbabwe. As I said, our biggest asset is our people, of course, and our flora and fauna. Welcome to Zimbabwe in advance. My new friend, the lion, Ambassador Thaddeus Chifamba from the Embassy of Zimbabwe in Washington, D.C. A, a real treasure, and I look forward, I truly look forward to my next visit with him and regrettably told him goodbye at convention until next time. Hey, this reminder before I get out of here today, uh, today... Saturday, January 14th, 2023, final day of Sheep Show out in Nevada, uh, brought to you by the Wild Sheep Foundation. My friend Gray Thornton is the president and CEO of that organization. The show is open to the public. Uh, admission's only 25 bucks, and, and we even have some discount coupons for $5 off at, at various places around Northern California and the Reno Sparks area. Yep, so if you're listening to us in that neck of the woods, grab your $5 coupon and go enjoy Sheep Show today. Swing it all the way across these United States to New Jersey, and the Garden State Outdoor Sports Show runs through tomorrow, Sunday, January 15th. The Garden State Outdoors Sports Show at the New Jersey Convention and Expo Center in Edison, New Jersey. Seminars, demonstrations, you can book a fishing trip, a hunting trip, check out the latest gear, get in out of the cold in New Jersey for a while, enjoy the Garden State Deer Classic. It's a bunch of fun, and it's underway today. I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we've had together in this old camp house. And, hey, why don't you come back next time around? Until then, may God bless you and your bunch. <laughs>